Bone Crusher 2D, a name that strikes fear on the mountains of Steep. If you are a veteran of this game, you know darn well that every challenge, every record has at one time been touched by Bone Crusher's name. We met Bone Crusher for the first time when we got to go to France for one of the steep workshops at the studio. We also ran into him at the Road to the Olympics Grand Finals, where he took home the gold medal and got to go to the opening ceremonies of the 2018 Winter Olympics. Here comes Steepcast's interview with Bone Crusher 2D. Okay. Um, can you give me kind of a, a few points that you'll probably be hitting on? So I, I'd be, I'm able to start thinking of some answers. So I'm not <laughs> yeah. just sitting there. I was for just about seconds. to do the same thing, Nick. Yeah. What, copy? He, he was copying the list, general list I had. Yeah. So it's going to be basic stuff. It's going to be mostly like, what were your reactions to winning RTTO? And different things like that. What what music were you listening to during the races? Oh crap! Yeah, that's something I need to look up right now because <laughs> do you have a Spotify playlist? What was for it, it like to attend? Yeah, it, it was, a, it was literally a Spotify playlist of two songs. <laughs> oh yeah, it. yeah. It's it's literally called. Let me tell it. Let me let me guess. Playlist. It is worker bees and oh yeah, of course. And um, <laughs> bring the beat back. Bring the beat yeah. back. Bring the beat back. I swear one more time. Bring the beat back one more time. <laughs> Uh, that would be my but for real those two songs are on my hype playlist I hate those songs so much dude bring the beat back bring the beat back one more time Uh, so it was my story the official ESL theme and the hall of fame but I'll have those sitting up here so I can answer those again sounds good yeah that sounds cool I appreciate you you guys having me on here though that's really neat to be part of something like this no problem. Absolutely, absolutely. We're happy you decided to um, say yes. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, it helps us both out. It's, you're the inaugural yeah. interview, but you're also definitely one of the most, I was going to say notorious, but involved steep players that's out there. Yeah. Again, notorious works for that. I mean, we said it earlier in the video. It's like people see your name on the mountain and they just like tremble in fear. <laughs> You know, Seriously. I didn't actually think people do. Like I uh I thought it was more of um people were like, Oh, that's Bone Crusher 2D, he's got it's a it's a score I can beat. Like <laughs> sometimes that's how I deal with myself. I'm like, ah oh, man, I don't think my scores are good enough. Yeah, so I mean, do you like sometimes go on at night and look at records and you're like, Oh, I could take that one back? Or are you just is it just coincidence? I mean, it really depends on what the record I'm going for is. If it's wingsuit, like a wingsuit race, almost definitely. Um, that doesn't get those don't really get taken very often. Uh, so if if they ever get taken, I'm like, I I screwed something up. I have to go back and beat it. Um, there's a few people that kind of scare me, like Abibra for the um, rocket wingsuit events. I right. want to, um, yeah, I want to make sure he doesn't get any of them. <laughs> He's, uh, he, he's definitely like if he starts taking one i know he's going to take another one then another one then another one so i like i'm trying to keep ahead of the curve when it comes to him and then snicks as well snicks is still has a few rocket wingsuit records so um technically i am the best in the world at rocket wingsuit as of just uh the amount of cross console rocket wingsuit records i have um i have more than anybody else but that's that's the only really defining factor saying I'm the best. I still struggle with the actual title because I, I want to be the best at something. 
Do you but, still hold uh, the record on La Fuse too? We were wondering yes, about this. Yes. Um, actually, Zapline, he's the PS4 wingsuit god. Um, I had a 29.138 in my prime, and that was before it got reset. But he actually tied my score with a 29.138. So we've never actually gotten that good again because it's such a grind to get that kind of record. But yeah, that, that's one of those that I, I definitely put a lot of time into. I never want to go back to ever again. If somebody takes that record, that's one of those that'll be like, nah, <laughs> have it. Yeah, you, can, you can happily sit back in the corner and just applaud them for beating that record. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody's ever going to beat the 29-138. No. Um, if they did, I would definitely applaud it um, because that's something that both me and Zapline could not improve on. That was yeah. definitely the challenge that took the longest for me to complete. I think that was the last one I had. And Nick, I don't think you've finished it yet. No, I've never completed it. I think I got three quarters of the way and I celebrated it. I drank myself to blackout that night. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, in, in celebration of getting three quarters of the way. So he may have been yeah. your time for the first three quarters. Who knows? Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Absolutely. I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that <laughs> Nick has definitely got the, the cross console best time for the first two or three checkpoints yeah well that's that's my problem right i get the i get the world record for the first two or three checkpoints and no one cares you have to finish the whole thing yeah yeah i know what you mean it's been a challenge it's been a grind actually um uh before i was good at the wingsuit i i didn't like the wingsuit very much if you can believe it um it wasn't uh, so when the game came out i think it was a good two weeks in the game before i started actually grinding world records because at that point nobody was right and i realized really early on that i was not competitive at all at the snowboard trick events so i switched over to wingsuit and started trying to get good at the wingsuit and you know what the first challenge that i tried to get a world record on and got my world record on um was actually falling rocks oh yeah so that was my uh, first one i've got a, a picture on my steam page of all of the attempts that I put into Fallen Rocks trying to get the record there. It was um, it, it was just a wall of white lines just all in, in front of it. You couldn't see the other side of the canyon because there's so many white lines. Prevent, you know, it, it looks like just a gaggle. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. That's oh, what I, totally I like where you can, you can see like every attempt you've made. It's just sometimes it's ridiculous how many lines you can have just trying to land a trick or do one of those challenges yeah i don't know if you've ever seen um there, there's some youtubers for different games and what they'll do is they'll put all of the attempts for a world record next to each other and they'll have the world record playing but you can see how they match up and i, I guess super meat boy is a good one that kind of works like that you can sign, kind of see how everybody else was all all the other attempts were going and as they die off that record or that replay stops so you can see as there's like hundreds and hundreds right next to each other at the very beginning and then they die off and die off and die off and then you get eight that actually finish out of yeah, the hundreds, right. and hundreds and hundreds of attempts and then the fastest or the best one is the one that you know is the replay so it, it yeah. works very much the same way if you have those replays out you can see how it's just a huge gaggle before the first checkpoint and then every checkpoint after that is substantially less that get there interesting yeah i would like that would kind of be crazy if we did a super meat boy style replay where you showed every single run at the same time 
right at the end of the run. Could you imagine? Uh, the game would just explode. The game maybe. would, yeah, it would die. It would die. You would have to <laughs> render it for five years. Maybe if you try to beat that LaFuse 29 seconds and try to get to 28 point something, you can try and you can record that because there'd be thousands. Uh, and here's the thing, right? Um, you guys remember back in the road of the Olympics, how um, you were, you were very focused on wanting a new world record broken, right? The, the downhill, the steep downhill, um, Olympics record was a one minute 55 seconds, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the best I got was a one minute 56.9. And you guys were like, we're hoping to see a record shattered today. Well, the reason I was like, that's not going to happen <laughs> is because with the record, you can try as many times as you want, right? Right. You can get as close to that gate. And it doesn't matter if you fail because you can just start over. But Everybody had to play cautiously and had to have a reserve line and had to do things in a very different way so that they could make it to the final so that, you know, both of the Norwegians got cut out because they pushed it too far. And that's the reason I won, you know, is because they pushed it too far. Right. Yeah, I was going to say for during that Olympics race, uh, the first round, at least, because there was two waves where the best two out of your group. So three in a group, the best two went on. You went mm-hmm. second and finished after Snicks, one of the Norwegians, yeah. of course. But then after that, a Seba DNQ'd. He hit one of the fences like... Yeah, he hit the third gate. He hit yeah. the third time. But just watching, like seeing the video of you, like you obviously weren't happy with your time. And you uh, did you know like a Seba had a chance of beating you or are you just worried in general that like you didn't beat Snicks so you weren't completely safe? Well, um, so the way the groups worked is we were separated. So group A had their match of three together. So they were all in a party and we couldn't, I mean, we could um, kind of see what they were doing by spectating them, but we couldn't, we didn't really have control over seeing what times they were getting or how they were doing realistically. Um, we just had to assume that they were doing better than me because with Snickers run, I didn't realize how proportionally faster his run was compared to uh, uh, obzens and uh, cinematics so when i was doing my run um i felt like i was the slowest person because uh, i didn't expect snicks to be that fast but actually coming in second on the on the qualifiers blew my mind because i thought i was going so so slow yeah well sometimes those slow runs are often the fastest runs because they're the cleanest, you know, they, they look slow because there's no, you know, you're not having a pole fly past you really quick. It's just clean butter run. Well, see, that's uh, why I thought it wasn't fast is because right. those were definitely not clean runs. Um, I had yeah. several occasions where I was pulling too early and then I had to readjust. And that means I didn't hit a pole, but that also meant that I was further than I otherwise could have been. And I had to, completely fly by the seat of my pants when it came to the to the time i had a high 57 i think all right now um snakes had a 57 i had a 58 uh, mine was okay. still faster than obzens but yeah so just again we are talking about the road to the olympics grand final tournament that was held in katowice poland between the top what eight riders in the game six Six riders in the game at the time of the 2018 pyeongchang winter olympic games uh mitch and i went to go shout cast that and bones was on the stand as one of the competitors 
I think right now we are discussing the downhill contest. That is correct. Yep. There were 200,000 people qualified um, for the for the actual event, and the top six got flown out to Ketaviche, Poland. It was so awesome that, was- that they you know put on an event like that. But I also remember like just because you were playing in downhill going into it, Nick and I thought that slope style would be our favorite because we assumed it would be easier to shout cast. But after, at least for me, the downhill was much more exciting to shoutcast just because of like the whole storyline that went on with you in the, you know, the qualifying round, you finished second and were unsure if you'd make it. But then right. in the finals round, you set the best time. You were the first to crack. I think the only to crack a minute 56 Mm-hmm. And then like you stood up, you cheered. And during that race, during that run you did, you were ahead at the first split time, then behind at the second one, mm-hmm. then just ahead at the third one. So we really had no, no actually, idea. I was, I was 0.048, I think behind. Maybe it was behind, maybe it was behind yeah, then ahead, then behind here. Yeah. But yeah, like you were just, it was like tennising back and forth between you and the current record holder and, then you were able to pull it off at the end. So it was just really exciting to see. Yeah. Uh, so Thibaut, our, uh, the, the manager for that uh, event, he was the community lead at the time, um, came up to me after the event. And he's like, this, this event was basically centered around you. You know, <laughs> uh, this was like my road to the Olympics. And I, I, I look back and I was like, you know, you're kind of right. There, there are so many talented people that came up there to the stage and they all put forward their best. But uh, me and the other American that were working uh, or that were actually playing that, uh, I'm going to re- restart that. <laughs> Sorry. Um, me and the other American that were playing uh, cinematic, we were the only two to get podiums. So he got third on both events. And then I came out with the first on the downhill and uh, second on the slope style. Yeah, so, don't like, sleep don't on the Americans, Americans, baby. Yeah, you think we're bad, but we we pulled we pulled out that time. It was <laughs> it was amazing. Um, and I, I just like to point out again that the the Norwegians both crashed after me. I must be like a Norwegian killer. I uh, screwed up the mountain entirely for them. <laughs> they totally yeah. ruined the lines. They felt the pressure. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> I think so, yeah, the pressure definitely gets to you. And like, like you said, you're not trying to set a world record. You're just trying to get a clean, fast run. And they were pushing just a little too much on those corners. Absolutely. So the grand prize for that event, as we all know now, was a trip to the opening ceremonies of the 2018 Winter Olympic Games. So when you won downhill, what was going through your head? What were the emotions like on the stage? I mean, there were no family and friends. There there were some friends there, but no family was there. It wasn't a giant event. Um, what was going through your head as you were standing up there alone in a different country, knowing that you uh, won that big of a prize? Um, I think my first emotion was disbelief. Yeah. Um, after Snicks crashed uh right after my finals run that was it had to be the most surreal moment of my life like i it it hit me before like when i had put down a good run that i i had a real chance of getting it but snick still had a run right he was only slightly behind me in that and if he pushed it he could have definitely beat me right but when he crashed that means i mean for one he did not finish so i wouldn't even have seen 
if he was better than me, but he 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 crashed. So I just automatically am going to the Olympics now. I'm like, what? What in the world is that? I have never competed on a competition in any kind of competition before in my life. Not at not on an event event at least. Um, I've I've competed in in steep uh, steep world tours, but okay, those are okay. the online competitions. Right. right. But uh, I have never competed in a LAN event for any video game, for any any kind of competition at all. And winning my first ever LAN event, uh, it felt so incredibly surreal. I mean, I can remember now to the time when they gave me my ticket. You know, it's so vivid when they handed me my ticket. And I'm standing there on stage. And, and back at that time, I was still in the military. And right. um I, I hear the anthem go off and immediately standing to attention, back erect, feet together. I am representing my country. And that was just the most amazing feeling. Yeah. And this event wasn't, like we said earlier, it wasn't the biggest event uh, that esports has ever seen, but it is kind of historic. It was the first ever video esports tournament that was sanctioned by the Olympics. It was an actual Olympic event it wasn't an event at the olympics but it was an olympic event mm-hmm. uh, and that is super cool to be you know the shoutcasters for that event uh, is one thing but to be a winner and to be represented like that um and go down in the history books of the first esports olympic winner that's kind of that's kind of sick dude yeah it absolutely is um I also found out that uh, not long ago, they published the 2019, I think it was actually last year, they published the Guinness Book of World Records for Gamers Edition 2019, and I actually popped up in that book. Um, What on earth? Yeah, Snix was in there, I was in there, and a a couple other people were in there for the steep. Uh, It was a Road to the Olympics uh, world world record review. Uh, Was it for winning that event? at that time that they had pulled the the numbers but yeah that was insane i actually have that printed out behind me right now so is that for awesome having the best qualifying time to get into that event no they just took the best times at i I don't remember exactly what the date was but they they went through and got all the world records between ps4 xbox and pc and whoever had the world record for that event in the road to the olympics they were the one that was put into there, but I, I had one of them at the time. That is so cool. Yeah. Man, so man. I've got I've got quite a um, quite a you have quite a history with building. Steep. Yeah, quite a prestige with Steep. And then yeah, what was it like gonna... getting to the opening ceremonies of the Winter Olympics over in Pyeongchang? Uh, well, I, I have to preface this a little bit um, when. We, we were there for a full week before the actual uh, opening ceremony started. Wow. So I had spent uh, a few days in Seoul. Uh, we had been in Pyeongchang for a little bit. I think most of our time was spent in Seoul and then uh, where our uh, hotel was. We, we actually got to stay in a five-star hotel for five days. That was incredible. Incredible. The sights, the, sound, the sounds, the smells. Uh, they had a lot of fish. <laughs> they had a lot of fish there. But, is that uh, not your? Is that not your uh, go-to dinner? It's not, but oh. it, it was still a very, very neat experience. 
I, I cannot recommend going to South Korea enough. That is mm-hmm. it's such a beautiful place. Which there's a tidbit that some people might not know, but one of you got sick. One of the winners got a cold on this trip. Oh, yeah, that was me. Yeah. Oh, that I was you? Was, oh, no. It was, yeah, that was actually in the um, Road to the Olympics recap. They had um, uh, all of our player cards and they even showed you guys in there. But after the competition, it showed a, a little bit of what we did over there in Korea. And um, yeah, I got sick. It was, it was, a little annoying getting sick you know it was like a 27 hour flight there uh so we had a we had a layover and it was just it was a long flight and then going from poland to germany to uh to south korea there was just a lot of traveling so i ended up getting sick and i was sick the entire week i was there oh that's brutal but i definitely didn't let that stop me from going out there and and just enjoying it because there was 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 a lot of things I was going to say, luckily they had a fish there that could cure the common cold. I don't know whether to smack you or just let it slide. I usually just smack him <laughs> when he says stuff like this. I, I'm not in physical range. Can you, hey, Mitch, uh, can I pull you aside for just a second? I, uh, yeah, let's okay. okay. I, need you, I need you to just slap the dog shit out of him. If you could just, yeah. just, yeah. just take, a, take a hand. Yeah, I, which one? Oh. Um, your choice, actually. Okay. I'll, I'll give that. Okay. 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 We're back. What are you guys talking about over there? <laughs> nothing. No, nothing. Nothing. We're, we're we're back. We're back. Okay. Cool. How you doing, buddy? Oh, um, hey. You know, just hanging. <laughs> I'm glad we had this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah. Some, right. Something that I thought of when you were when we were talking about all of that too. Um, whenever. I tried to explain to people, whether it was bosses or friends, definitely family members, that we were doing an event for a video game that got us over to France, to Poland. People were winning money with all of this stuff. Um, They're kind of in disbelief. And not that my parents said I could never have a job doing video games, but, you know, like they just think you're playing video games all the time and. My parents never said that it wouldn't work out for me, but they always support everything I did. But still, like, it's just like to actually get stuff out of it. Like, did you have that kind of same experience? Absolutely. Um, there is a, a lot of stigma because, uh, again, I was in the military. Um, so being in the Air Force and playing video games, it, it seemed like those two personalities and lifestyles don't match. But, um, you know, Air Force isn't the Army, so I'm going to throw out a little bit of shade there. I've got a lot of free time. I stay in my five-star hotels religiously and, and have my, my gourmet foods, and, and I have play time, time to play steep. So I, I definitely got a lot of flack for it. There, I had to take um, – we, we have leave that we can take to go do these kind of events, but mm-hmm. it's your personal time that the, the Air Force pays you. So you, you take that time and you can go and do your own thing. Um, so I took my time, I took a week off and I'm like, Hey, I may or may not need this week and a couple weeks later, um, for when, if, if I win the next competition that I may be going again and they're like, what are you going for? Right. What, what is this? I'm like, well, I'm good at a video game and they're flying me out there for free. So I'm taking time off of work so I can go do this competition. They're like, for a really, <laughs> for 
for a game, they're flying you out. I'm like, I had I heard this so many times where yes, for a game, the the amount of time I spend alone in in the dark playing Steve, grinding out records is actually paying off and nobody can believe it, right? Right. Because um, you got all these hardened troop people that go out, they get deployed, you know, they they don't play games like we do, you know. So it was a clash of lifestyles for sure. But uh, I can tell you my parents were very supportive. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, when I ended up telling my parents, I had to hold off on telling them until I was actually in Korea. So, you know, that was interesting trying to tell them what was going on with my life and not being able <laughs> to break any disclosure agreements, you know, because <laughs> yeah, right. live broadcasted, you know, we had to hold off on that. We, we couldn't talk about it for a little bit. Yeah. Hey, so, mom, dad, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm touring the world with these strangers from France. I'll, I'll be back in a bit. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. And like, you can't even say like, Oh, I want it too, by the way, you're just like, Oh, no, I'm, I'm just going on another I trip. <laughs> I was shaking trying not to spill that. Yeah. I can't. Oh man. It's, it was so hard not to tell everybody. Cause like, how do you win a competition and not, just brag about it 24 7 i yeah, still exactly. brag about it you know <laughs> exactly but my parents um when i finally told them what was kind of going on I, I had to kind of lay it out slowly so i was like okay mom dad um i'm in korea right now um and i need you to you know that that's a bombshell to start with right uh i'm in korea <laughs> you know the south korea uh, for the opening ceremony of the Olympics, and they're like, "Why are you there? Did you did you pay, Mom? I went to a competition a couple weeks back, and I won. <laughs> I got a free, all expenses paid trip to Korea because I won a video game competition." She's like, "Shut up." <laughs> that would be so hard to believe she's at home watching it on nbc and you're sitting there smiling at the camera like hi i forgot to tell you my bad <laughs> you know uh, i'm not sure when it actually broadcast i didn't see the broadcast in south korea myself um we actually had a, a bit of logistical questions and i was just like hey Tibo, because uh, again he was the manager there like hey Thibaut can I tell my parents now and then he's like you know what go ahead it's supposed to have broadcast today we just didn't <laughs> see it so I'm like yeah. all right it, oh man they my my mom she uh, and I know she's going to be listening to this hi mom she she was screaming she had my grandparents right around her they were all cheering oh my god oh my god that's incredible <laughs> she took a video she sent me a video of all of them like doing like a happy dance and that was Oh man, very very supportive parents. That's, That's so cool so to hear. Cool. I'm sorry, I, I man, I've been monologuing this entire freaking time. That's I appreciate that. That's exactly <laughs> means we don't have we to put in the hard work. <laughs> yeah, you guys have. Uh, I I really enjoy the podcast, so I'm so glad you had me here. This is definitely a a, a great experience. Yeah, I can't say it's once in a lifetime because honestly, I've had so many once in a lifetime experiences. It's hard to use that as an excuse anymore. Well, and this would be that would be a good segue to tie into a little teaser about something that the three of us have been working on. Um, we don't want to go too deep into details yet, but you may be hearing and seeing a little bit more of Bones on the Steepcast episodes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, keep uh, keep an eye out. Bring and, uh, bring all of those subscribers that you were telling us that you would uh you would pay us in subscribers for the publicity on our channel. So we said we wouldn't talk about this on stream, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh, I'll get you your subscribers afterwards. Shut up. I'll have my guy talk to your guy. It'll be fine. <laughs> so bringing this back into a more generic light to wrap this up, uh, let's ask you a couple questions just about Steep and about who you are. Um, okay, for sure. So start with how many hours? How many hours have you put into this game? Um, I've been saying this over and over again. I think it's still just over 2,000 hours that I've got into Steep between Xbox and PC. Um, I don't play PS4, so sorry for all of you guys that are trying to add me on PS4 right now and get in my digits, but uh, no, sorry. (laughs) I think when I searched your... I was was seeing if there was some sort of Steep background on you online because I know they featured players a while back, and one of the Reddit posts that popped up was... (laughs) A petition to get Bone Crusher 2D to play on PS4. <laughs> yep. And that I mean yep. that just shows how much your name is known in the community. Oh, absolutely. They're just I, like, I just come you... and take all of our records too, because we're not doing anything with them. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh man, PS4 has some great competition though. I can't I cannot uh stress enough that PS4 has great competition. They got zaps, they got a lot of really talented people over there and um i would love to be able to come compete against them but um i'm not masochistic so i'm not going to put myself through that yeah i mean that that nick and mitch over there on ps4 look out for those those snipers i think i hit Um, one daily record once and i quit like trying to ever get (laughs) records again i took a picture and i'm like that's it i was looking online i had uh googled my name just to see what bone crusher 2d brought up and one of them was a reddit post that said is bone crusher 2d a hacker is he a cheater uh there was an xbox post and it was like not even that great of a score comparing to pc and ps4's scores so like zaps jumped on it i jumped on it and i'm like no no this shit's it's all legit um sorry for the costume by the way feel free to edit those out just just give me a solid beep yeah no unfiltered baby (laughs) <laughs> we go raw over here on this podcast oh man Ew. Ew. <laughs> maybe that part <laughs> you just hear like five seconds of bleeps yeah. followed by <laughs> one of those <laughs> elevator songs that's like we'll be right back <laughs> we uh, lost some footage from the past minute or audio so anyway yeah, I don't know what happened there what hey, <laughs> bones do you play any sports in real life do you do sport uh i used to do sport i used to do the um the footballs and the uh the ski and snowboard i've i've gone down the bunny hill on both ski and snowboard oh hey there you go crazy as talented in real life right yeah i can uh, go out uh, between ski and snowboard yeah um i think snowboard looks cooler but i'm definitely better at skis okay yeah it's less absolutely (laughs) yeah yeah, skis skis hurt less than snowboard does for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did a little bit of swimming back in high school, but uh, no, I'm 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 a big guy, so there's there's a lot of um, I mean, it, it, we we made the the meme right it, while I was at the competition. It was Belly Crusher 3D. Oh yeah, yeah. So I uh, that's there's nothing 2D about this belly. I think that <laughs> that was all a mix up too, because when they ordered us t-shirts and esports jerseys they asked for mm-hmm. our sizes but they were in european t-shirt sizes which are much smaller like than size smaller yeah, yeah u.s oh, sizes man. so pretty much yeah. everyone if you see the intro video including us too we were pretty jammed into our jerseys 
But, uh, I hope if they ever make t-shirts in the, in the future, they specify, you know, American or European. So yeah, so right. Yeah. Learn, learn from the mistakes. I'm definitely looking out for more steep merch because I, I've got like the hat. I've got, if you see my streams, cause I stream on twitch TV dot forward slash bone crusher 2d. Um, just putting that out there. Cough, cough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you watch my streams, I actually have steep merch just all over the place, and I basically just play steep and um, Beat Saber, but nobody cares about Beat Saber. And Beat Saber's, you know, no right. Beat Saber. Beat Saber's pretty badass. I just don't have a VR setup to get into it yet. Right, right. I'm not saying Beat Saber ain't a cool game because I won't play non cool games. I'm just yeah. saying compared to steep, please. Yeah, yeah, play. yeah. Good merch would always be great to you know wear, hang out in. And yeah, especially like people wearing them on the slopes too. a lot of it seems like a lot of people who play the game do ski or snowboard in real life. And absolutely you know, hats or jackets or patches, especially some patches or stickers would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't mean to bring up old wounds, but I know that a while back they used to do a lot more gives for the world tour. Um, They would do like physical prizes that you could win. And one of those they. A few of the first ones were kind of merchandise related, like the watch. Um, we don't need to go into all of yeah. the ordeal that was the watch. Um, <laughs> but I, I would like to see a revival of those physical items that they gift to the winners of certain contests. That was I really cool. Dare you bring up the steep watch? <laughs> I think there was, it was like a cool they, watch. They, they give out like snowboards too, right? Or skis. Yeah. They give out yeah. some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, I've seen the, uh, I can't remember how many snowboards, but um, there's, there's a few of the, um, the high profile steep players have won a bunch of really cool merchandise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that would, that would be really cool for, you know, a gift. Um, you know, <clears throat> if any channels are actively <clears throat> doing steep content and are generating a lot of traffic towards the game, <clears throat> steep, steep, you know, and, and <laughs> steep, <laughs> to, um, steep wants to send them some merchandise so they can put it behind them for their videos. Uh, you know, that would always be cool, too. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, guys, <clears throat> something in my throat. Yeah, no, I me too. <laughs> I'm, right, I'm right there. It just seems like there's like a tickle. Right there. <clears throat> yeah, something in the air. If somebody just really cool, like a major Ubisoft corporation based in France, wanted to send um, my boys Nick and Mitch some uh, some cool merch, just. Uh... <clears throat> I think once yeah, I hey. get a place, I'm just gonna set up like the <laughs> X Games Shoutcast Studio that has the fancy outdoor wooden couches and like wood paneling and snowboards hanging everywhere. Oh, yeah. do a giant and now steep that, mural. Now that we don't live in the same city anymore, it's going to be difficult to do those streams because I'm going to need an exact mirror of the studio that Mitch builds so that we can just cut the video directly in half so it looks like we're on the same set. So this is getting really pricey. We could build half. Like, commitment. I'll have STE on the wall and then you'll have EP. Yeah. <laughs> and then like the wall just looks cut in half and people are like, that come over like why do you have half a wall and you should be like listen it's it's a lot do not touch that camera because it is measured down to the millimeter <laughs> yeah this is what our life has become this is what steep cast has done to the both of us oh i can see the separation already beginning yeah it's probably good for us though we 
No, it's definitely it's really cool that there's there's some revival in the community. I, I've definitely seen some stirring up, especially on Reddit and and Discord servers that were definitely not shouted out by your boy Truly. Um, <clears throat> me, hi. Getting your getting your guys' steep cast out there. It's really cool that you guys are actually branching out to all these different websites as well. So people who are listening to this on you know Grinder, I don't know what uh, what all <laughs> you have them on now, but. Uh, yeah, it's go listen to them all, the, all these different uh, all these different platforms. It's really this like it's just right on your favorite podcast, but uh, yeah, it's so just listening the exclusive podcast of Grinder. <laughs> go check us out. Link is in the description. Yeah, I think like in a lot of games can use it. We we've a lot of our content we would always post on Reddit, and that's where we kind of build communities off of for different tournaments we've run, but. Right. We wanted something where, you know, you can show off every community that's out there in Steep and just kind of expose everyone to what's out there because we get some fans from Check My Steez, but then they learn about Steep Steep and they learn about your stream and then everyone kind of comes together. But oh, I've yeah. seen with Steep a lot that the community is just pretty awesome. No one's really too crazy out there. Um, they were talking about it on it was either a check my steez or one of the other YouTube videos that had no dislikes whatsoever. And just everyone's comments are always so positive. Oh yeah. yeah. That's sometimes you get really lucky and you find a game that has a relatively smaller community that isn't full of just trolls. I mean, there's not a lot that you can troll in the game. So, I mean, that, that kind of is nice on their end as well on the game's end. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you look at half of the people in the game, I mean, most of them aren't really doing the game or the objectives. Like, uh, Steep is a very mountain and uh, aesthetically pleasing game. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what the game was focused on. You can tell that they built it from the ground up with the mountain in mind. Because the checkpoints, the, the challenges themselves, they feel like they could uh, just as easily not be there and have the same experience. Um, I'm a very competitive player, so please don't take out these challenges, but um, you, you know that they were put in afterwards because sometimes they don't feel as as um, fluid as you would expect challenges in other games to, to feel. Yeah, and that's why we feature the Reddit Roundup as well as a weekly challenge so that we can feature people on the challenge side on the, you know, get their best line, get their best time, get their best score side of it. But we also have the roundup, which showcases the people who are just there, like you said, for the aesthetic appeal of the game and for all of the beauty that that game really has. Absolutely. Uh, so much of the content that comes out from this game, uh, especially that's being shared on Reddit or YouTube, it has nothing to do with the challenges. That's um, all the aesthetics. It's all about how can I make the best looking trick? How can I make the best looking? It, it's about the looks, the aesthetic of the game. And that's what appeals to the major, the longstanding community of the game. Yeah. Absolutely. So bouncing, bouncing off of that one, three years after release, uh, what would you wish you could change in Steep? Or what are some things that are still grinding your gears in the game? Oh, I, I definitely have to say the uh, the glitches and the exploits. Um, the game, the, the people who have played the game since its beginning know that there's a lot of exploits that you have to do for world records. So if you're going and, and you're trying to get a record, you have um, all these boxes you've got to check because they're, if you don't do them, if you don't cheese the game to its maximum, you can't get a world record. 
right? Um, I've got a tutorial out on my YouTube channel, YouTube forward slash Bone Crusher Judy. You know, search me out there. I'll, I'll see you there. But there's a, a, a wingsuit tutorial on there where it shows how to do one of the exploits, which is the dodging mechanic, where if you dodge at a certain tempo, you go faster. Oh. That right. has to be the, the single most annoying thing um, not because I'm like, I, I'm good at it. I can do it without thinking, but the fact that it's in the game and I have to do it. And that means anybody who wants to beat me has to do it. It's, well, it's do you look at that as an exploit or a cheat, or do you just look at that as one more nuance that you have to learn the farther you get into the competitive world of this game? Um, absolutely consider it an exploit. There's there's a lot of exploits that I consider exploits versus uh, a cheat, for example. Um, cheating I consider to be things that would use external assistance. Um, like if you were to overload your game so that you stayed in the air longer, um, if you were to overload your game so that it ended the challenge quicker. I mean, I've seen plenty of things where people cheese it by using external assistance to lower their computer's ability to process the game. And this goes across the consoles as well. <clears throat> and those I consider cheats, whereas anything that anybody can do, regardless of what controller they're using, if they're using a keyboard, if anybody can do this in the game, it's just difficult. I consider those an exploit, but they're also okay. very, very difficult. Right. Yeah. Right. I've heard that from several, like the slope style champions too, that they, a lot of them use the exploits to get the record, but they all don't like them and they kind of feel bad about it, but it's just right now the way you have to play the game. Right. So if you go back to the road to the Olympics discussion, um, one of the oh, biggest things I know where you're going. Yeah. With the rails, the fact that you had to be on the rails as much as possible, every inch counted and you had to do this perfectly um it, it had no creativity to it uh, you had no different differential between people and it didn't look good or feel good doing it all you were trying to do was get the best score and i'm sure there's always like that it's always going to be like that somebody's going to find the best way to do things and that's going to be the most consistent or the, the the highest point scoring way to do it right um, and then it's just about performing it better but the fact that it was so slow paced and it, it took so much longer than it had to made the game way less entertaining. And I, I know you guys were looking forward to Obzen's run because he was throwing some wrenches into that mechanic. He wasn't trying to get a record. Um, on the opposite side, I wish he could have tried, right? Tried to get a, uh, the high score. Yeah, yeah. And still looked good doing it. Right. Yeah. I and think. that's what. That's what kind of made that contest a little more difficult for us to shoutcast. Going into the events, we were we thought that that was going to be our favorite event to shoutcast. Um, but like you said, with all of the rails and the exploitations with the rail distance and everything, kind of made it very vanilla and very hard to extract something interesting and new on every single run when they were all just carbon copies of the perfect run. Uh, so having Obzen in there to switch it up and give us a little taste of what you could do in that trick park outside of just the world record run was it was a welcome, welcome treat. 
Yeah. And I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I was a hair's breadth from actually putting in my shoutcasting video myself. Oh, yeah. I had um, I had originally wanted to shoutcast the games because I didn't think I was good enough to compete. Jeez. Oh, look where that got me. <laughs> this well, guy. We're, we're definitely glad that you made it into that one because we know you're going to beat us at scores. So we'd be kind of scared to see what you could do with showcasting, too. Oh, absolutely. I was going to I was going to spend a good straight hour of re-recording and making myself sound good and competent to uh, to, to be the best. Right. I'm, I'm very competitive. So I want to I want everything I do to come out looking crisp, clean and professional. You know, we were so late into submitting for that contest. We did it, I think, the night or two nights before the submissions were done and closed. I think it was Mitch and I and a fifth of Jack Daniels. And we worked all through the night until we had two videos that we were happy with and just sent them in and, and hoped that we would get the call. And we ended up getting the call. But I'll never forget that night where he was like, drive down to Pittsburgh. We're getting drunk and we're making these videos. Yeah. <laughs> I know we had study guides shared too. Like I had links to a slope style and downhill X games broadcasts and um, what they talk yeah. about. We worked on the overview of the course. We did all the extra stuff, but you know, I think our, and, uh, we didn't like submitting because we never wanted to get into a situation where one of us wins and one of us doesn't. Right. And I was then, about to bring that up. Um, I think one of the things that nobody knew at the time was they were planning on having two shoutcasters. They were yeah. planning on bringing one of you guys the entire time. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that both of you submitted, both of you had a great run, and both of you know each other, it just happened to work out so marvelously with that. Um, it, it's crazy how, how all of these things just worked out for everybody. Yeah, we need to push Steep to do more with the X Games. Um, get a little better relationship with them so we can have an annual tournament where... You know, Mitch and I can come out and Bones, you'll qualify every single time. So Absolutely. don't even think that you won't be at every single one of those events. Any more races. I definitely <laughs> want to see Bone Crusher versus Mark McMorris in oh a challenge at Aspen at nighttime at the base of the slope style course while the slope style finals are going on. Yes, please. Oh my God. That would be hilarious if we we're playing steep or, and then they took me out to the actual half pipe and I just you know, throw, throw you down the course on a snowboard. <laughs> I just penguin slide the entire course. Yeah. You totally own red Gerard and then red Gerard gets to push you down a slope style course. <laughs> that would be, that would be the experience. All right. I don't know. Being pushed down by by Red Gerard is almost as good as getting water poured for you by Steep Steep. Yeah. Oh, jeez! I actually got to meet Steep Steep in real per in real life, and he poured me water. Oh. oh man, what a treat! Do you still have that cup of water? I no, I drank it. Oh, yeah, I consumed. So he well, lives, it lives, it lives within you forever. Hmm. It fills me with a hope. Yeah. <laughs> all right well, bones it has been a pleasure to have you on for our inaugural podcast with a guest uh thank you so much and i think i can speak for both of us when i say that we will be seeing you and talking to you again very shortly absolutely i will see you guys then and thank you so much for having me on your podcast thanks real bones. quick before you head out is there anything any of your channels that you would like to plug at the end of this video where people can find you and your stuff Absolutely. Both my YouTube and my Twitch channels. Um, they're Bone, Bone Crusher 2D. I'm Bone Crusher 2D exclusively and 
everywhere. So if you search me up on YouTube or on Twitch, that will be the same name everywhere. Uh, and you can also see my name in the description below. I'm sure you guys will also plug my YouTube and Twitch channels. Of course. Other than that, yeah, you guys, I'm so glad to be on and, and working with you guys and, and so hyped to be back into the Steve content. You know, there's been a little bit of a dry spell and being back into it feels just so amazing. You ready? You ready to do a sign off? All three of us? All righty. What do I have all to right. do? Okay, hold on. Uh, break. <clears throat> what are we saying before? You know, let's let's pretend like we didn't practice this, but we're actually going to practice this. Okay. Um. Well, it's going to be the... um. It's going to be the I'm Nick, I'm Mitch, and I'm Bones. And then we'll do like a stop, like a little pause. And then I'll be like, you can say the last part. And then just, oh, really? Yeah. We'll see you on the slopes. No, I get to say we'll see you on the slopes. Work for you. Fun fun side tangent real quick. Nick thought that we created that and that Steep used it in one of their news uh, (gasps) posts on their website. And then I had to break the news that, no, I took that from their season update. I freaked the fuck out. I was like, oh my God, they used our thing. He's like, no, I stole that from them. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> oh, okay. It was like 2 a.m. I was drunk. It's like, no, bitch, look. <laughs> okay. But all right. All right. You ready? Yep. I'm Nick. I'm Mitch. And I'm Bones. And Bones, you can you can say the last part here too. Wait, can I can I really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll see you on the slopes.